ironoverload.io presents Iron Overload No Bullshit Podcast with your co-host Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the UG info like you've never heard before. No bullshit, no lies, straight hardcore truth. A bodybuilding podcast like you never heard before. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, ironoverload.io hardcore episode 61 today we're talking about can you bulk on anavar and anavar is a steroid extremely popular back in your day mobster back in the 80s it kind of went away after it got banned um and it's basically the company that was producing it the pharmaceutical company got rid of it uh they didn't want to be involved in it anymore they didn't want to sell it to bodybuilders they just didn't want any heat on them so they stopped producing it price on it skyrocketed became really hard to find you started to get a lot of bad anavar on the market it was expensive people were getting fake anavar it was really winstrel it was really t-bowl it was really even d-bowl and so a lot of people went away from it they're like fuck this you know we can't get the real anavar anymore it was just not even gonna gonna try so but lately, I, I've noticed over the past 10, 20 years, Monster, it's been making a comeback. And now guys are taking it and having um, a re refound uh, respect for it. And they're realizing, hey, not only can we cut down on Anavar, but we can do other things as well. You know, we can recomp on it. Hell, we could even um, get stronger on it. But the question is, can we bulk on it? So that's really where we're going to talk uh, about this on this podcast. We're going to have this discussion uh, back and forth. Bring in Mobster early on this because Mobster, you've had a lot of experience with Anavar. What are your thoughts on this topic so far? As you know, Steve, it's one of my uh, favorite steroids. It's one of my favorite orals. I put it right up there with uh, D-Bowl. And I, I absolutely love it because uh, pretty much every single time that I've used it, I've, I've used it for strength. And uh, especially if I'm in the last part of a training cycle when I'm peaking for strength, Anavar will tip me over. So it gets me to where I want to go. Uh, in terms of can you bulk? You, oh, look, me and you've had this conversation before, right? So here's, here's how this works, people. You can bulk on anything that we would consider to be a lean or a cutter or a dry steroid. And equally, you can cut on anything that we consider to be a bulker or a wet steroid or whatever, right? The, the reality, of course, is thus. There are always going to be cycles or steroids which are better for doing certain particular things. So I would say absolutely, Steve, the only issue, and this is probably my personal experience, is that pretty much every time that I've used Anavar, I've gained, on average, five pounds, but I've not been trying to keep my gains and I make a big point about this when I say people say oh you know I want to stay on I want to cruise I want to do TRT to keep my gains and I said look you need to tweak your diet you need to tweak your training and so on and so forth that's very much the case with Vanavar absolutely listen um I would say here's how I would phrase it and I actually put this down uh, as a note for the show I would call it a lean bulk and I, if, if, again because I'm using it as a strength drug still adding without trying five pounds 
and Steve and I have also talked about this, it's an absolutely, if you want to keep those gains, five pounds is an absolutely successful cycle for adding five pounds of new tissue. And it's not going to be a little bit of fat, a little bit of glycogen. It's way more likely to be muscle, which makes it way more likely to be keepable, Steve. It's not, you're not, not gaining 10 pounds like you might do on Devo. And the moment you come off the cycle, you instantly lose four pounds of water and glycogen. You're still keeping six pounds if you're doing a 10 pound gain. But here, it's kind of like for me, I reckon, especially for a, a newer user, I could see them gaining five, six pounds on cycle when easily with just a little bit of manipulation to diet and a little bit of manipulation to training, keeping it. Again, like I said, it's not the ideal bulker, absolutely not. But, the, you know, and again, in this day and age, Steve, there's something else that's super important, right? Steve touched upon the history when he says it became unavailable, how often it was faked and so on and so forth. As you listen to this podcast, and I made this comment the other day, Steve, your availability of steroids, performance-enhancing drugs, peptides, SARMs, and all the other things that we talk about in this podcast has never been as good as it is right now. So you, you absolutely do not have to come out with the immortal line, this is all I can source locally. You can get anything you need pretty much subject to customs and the postman getting it to your front door that you need for a cycle. So there are other options. But yeah, Steve, I could I could do, if I was especially on, on my way to the kind of body weight I am now, I could absolutely add five pounds on the cycle because that's been my experience every single time. And if I wanted to keep my gains, if I wanted to tweak my diet and my training, I, I, I'm sure I could keep most of those five pounds, which is a lot better than taking a wet steroid and losing 40, 50%, leaving that on the table. Here I'm keeping 80, 90, nearly 100% of my gains, especially if I'm on my way to getting big, on my way to getting strong. So, for example, a novice to intermediate person when it comes to using PEDs and training as such. What do you think on that in terms of keepable gains? Yeah, so I think a lot of people, especially when you're new to steroids, you view gains as you know how much the body weight moves and look at the end of the day i could tell you to go run a bunch of deca d bowl and tons of testosterone don't use an ai and you're gonna blow up a ton of water weight you'll blow up a ton of weight you can gain 10 15 20 30 pounds even doing it like that go to the buffet eat everything you want you'll gain a bunch of water a bunch of fat and with some bad luck, you can end up with bitch tits, gynecomastia as well, and other side effects that are a big, big problem. So is that the way to do it? No. And people need to stop treating water and fat gain as gains. You know, I don't consider it, I don't consider it proper bulking at all. That's that's dirty bulking. And that's just, it's nasty weight because what happens is once that weight is on your frame, you're creating an insulin resistant environment in your body and it's going to become harder to lose that excess body fat. And, you know, you'll come to regret what you just did. Body's very quick. It can take three weeks or even less in some instances to switch your insulin sensitivity go from insulin sensitive to insulin resistant, go from insulin resistant back to insulin sensitive. But it takes a lot of being uncomfortable to switch it back. A lot of people don't want to do that. 
So we end up seeing the results of that in the gym. And those are the perma bulkers. Those are the guys that walk around. They got the belt around their waist. They got a big flab of, 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 of stomach fat hanging over their, their belt. And then you look at their legs and you're like, damn, like they don't have any body fat around their legs, none, but it's all like in the stomach. So you don't want to end up being like that because that is a sign that that person, you know, they're holding all that excess body fat. And as men, where do we tend to hold it in our stomachs? So you don't want to be one of those perma bulkers walking around with a big flab of fat hanging over your belt. You want to basically stay lean year round. So it's very important not to suck yourself into like, oh, I want to gain 20 pounds. That's just not realistic because you think about it, 10, five cycles. If you gain 20 pounds per cycle and you run five cycles, that's 100 pounds. So are you telling me that you're going to gain 100 pounds of muscle after five cycles? If that was the case, you'd be in top, you'd be the top in top 20 Mr. Olympia. If you could gain... 100 pounds in five cycles. Like, we'd all be Mr. Olympia. I would be Mr. Olympia. Mobster would be Mr. Olympia. Everyone on the forum would be Mr. Olympia by now. Just doesn't work that like that. So muscle tissue is very important, first of all, to understand this topic. We have to separate muscle tissue from muscle. Our muscles are mostly made up of water. That's just the fact, you know? And a lot of people don't know that. So when you fill up the 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 muscle with water, it's going to be bigger. It's going to look bigger and you're going to gain weight, you know, but that's not, you know, that's not real gains. Muscle tissue is not the same thing. Muscle tissue though, if I put on, you go to the uh, supermarket, you, you look at a, a pound of sirloin steak, that thing is big. So if you add one pound of muscle tissue to your frame, that's like putting that steak in your body uh, you know, and distributing it throughout your body across your different muscles. That's a lot. Now, imagine five pounds, five pounds of, of steak, 10 pounds of steak, 15 pounds of steak. That's a lot. And, you know, people need to understand that. So there is a difference between lean muscle tissue, muscle gains, water weight, fat gains, and all that stuff. So we have to get away from the body fat thing if we're going to talk about this. So I think that's the first mistake that people make on this topic. You know, and and people need to just stop having that mentality where I just want to put on 10 pounds, 50 pounds, 20 pounds. It's not about how much weight you put on. It's how much how much quality muscle uh, tissue come on. And the thing is, you're not going to be able to put on a ton of muscle tissue in a short amount of time. It will take years on average, let's say one to two pounds of muscle tissue per year. That's how much it puts on. So. You know, let's say you've been training for 20 years and you put one pound of lean muscle tissue during that time. That's 20 pounds. You put two a year, that's 40 pounds. That's a lot. That's a lot. And that's the difference, you know, with people who over the course of 20 years have steadily put on muscle tissue. They have quality muscle mass and they're still lean versus the people who hop on a cycle, dirty bulk, and then they look like a perma bulker because they put on all this crappy weight quickly. That's the difference. So that's, that's the first thing on this topic. Can you bulk on Anavar? If you have that mentality of the perma bulker, then the answer is no, you can't. But if you have the mentality that I'm 
of my ideology of, you know, muscle tissue not being the same as muscle gains, then yes, you can bulk on Amazon. So I think separating those two, um, in my opinion, are very, very important, Mobster. Yeah, I mean, I looked at this and I think the analogy that Steve did with steak sounds very, very similar to an analogy that the late Mike Mensa used to talk about 20, 30 years ago, Steve. And I think he used burger patties as the idea. And he said, slap a few patties on the shoulder. And then you've got like 12 ounces on your shoulder. Your shoulders look huge. Stick a couple of patties on top of your chest and so on and so forth, right? So he used that particular analogy. And, and, he, and, he, and he gave you the idea. I mean, here's the thing, and I've discussed this on other shows. I actually wrote down, uh, I started training age 15, and I think I started keeping diaries, proper training logs, diaries, whatever, when I was age 18. And I've done the math. I've done this on another show with Steve, right? My average gain per year would be one pound every four months. It's literally three pounds a year. That was off uh, PEDs. On PEDs, it was somewhere between four and six pounds. And I and I kind of sort of, what was the most recent high? The most recent high, which was my all-time heaviest, was 336. When I, and I'm uh, 59 right now. When I was age 18, I was 175. So, guys, get your calculators out and work out. That's, without me doing that, that's literally like 150 pounds in 40-something years. So it's even on that numbers, it's three pounds a year. My gains are kind of average, on and off average. But I've been doing it a very, very, very long time, decades, which is a lot longer than most of our listeners have been alive. And that's the reason I was like this morning, Steve, scales at the local gym, 328 pounds versus the 175. So average gains in the same time frame, I've done world records, and feats of strength before using PEDs and then went on to win multiple British and European championships in my chosen niche grip sport and obviously with performance enhancing drugs to aid that particular journey as well. So it, it's, it's, it's a bit of a head fuck. The reality of the situation with some of these things is, is kind of not sexy. And what do I mean by that? I mean, I can give you examples of people that are, are dry as a bone for competition and they put on 20 pounds in a weekend, Steve because they've gone crazy at the pizza and the cola and everything else and the ice cream or whatever else they've missed out over the last 16 weeks, getting down to 2-3% body fat for the stage. And they've gone absolutely crazy. They've loaded up on glycogen, loaded up on water, loaded up on salt. And they will tell you the food was lovely, but the £20 game was horrendous. Having to get their shoes tied up by other people and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's the, the that's the truth. It's not sexy, really, gaining twenty pounds. I I've done stuff before where just a ten or fifteen. I think the most I've gained on a cycle was twenty pounds, and I didn't want to keep it. And it was horrendous, Steve. In a matter of a number of weeks, for a competition, for a British, I believe, uh, no, for a Christmas, for a Way Power Challenge back in the day, and twenty pounds was. Awful. Even the 336 recently was not nice because it was just something I'd, I'd, I'd never been used to. I'd never been to that body weight and just walking around and doing normal day to day shit. The gym was great and everything else was horrendous. So the reality is it's not sexy, but it's sensible and, and it's and it's achievable. And, and the word I put down in my notes, Steve, is keepable. So here's the thing, right? 
and this is especially true of a lean bulk versus a dirty bulk or wet bulk, whatever else you want to call it, the, the perma bulk type stuff that Steve's talked about. Moderate gains, three, four, five pounds, are a lot easier to keep. They're a lot easier to adapt to in terms of training, and they're a lot easier to adapt to in terms of uh, just walking around, feeling good with it, and whatever else, and specifically nutrition. Now, the only issue, and here, here's the only issue with Anavar in my mind, Steve, and I'm thinking more from a bodybuilding perspective because I was gaining five pounds of training for strength, which is not trying to hypertrophy. I'm not trying to make my muscles bigger. I'm not trying to have a better chest or better shoulders or whatever else. If I did do, the only issue, and we know it's a well-known side effect on Anavar, is the pumps. So it, I think, arguably, I'd prefer to train for strength because I'm less likely to get those crippling pumps and still gain my goddamn, thank you very much, five pounds, rather than doing multiple mid to high volume sets, higher volume in training full stop, and just freaking out over the pumps. Now, of course, guys, as we've said on other shows, you can help yourself in that particular regards with regards to products like Entuguard, or which has taurine in or taurine on its own to sort of negate the painful pumps that it would give you. But again, here's the thing, right? And I, I've, we've done a show on this, and I've talked about keepable gains uh, in my tips, Fred, on, on the forums. I think five pounds, Steve, would be very easy for me, especially if it was on my way to the top, on my, my, my iron game weightlifting bodybuilding journey. Very easy for me to adapt to in the kitchen. Very easy for me to adapt to with an extra meal a day. Very easy for me to tweak training. It's, if I say it easy, perhaps probably because I've got lots of experience of that, but moderately easy, even if you haven't got that experience, to tweak your training to keep the gains. It's, and here's the thing again. People don't think five pounds is a big deal. But Steve's told you about that sirloin steak, a one-pound sirloin steak. I told you about the patties thing. Sometimes, and I'd probably suffer from it, Steve's probably suffered from it, sometimes we can't see the gains because it's a quarter of an inch here, it's half a pound there, and so on and so forth. I said earlier on, a pound every four months, Steve, on average for me. I'm not going to visually notice on a day-to-day basis, looking in the mirror, a pound gain every four months. That's like a, it's, it's like a quarter of a pound a month. You're not going to notice it. It's like a sixteenth of an inch here or a quarter of an inch there. You're barely going to notice it with the COVID. But other people will notice it. If you added just on your chest and shoulders, five pound a minute, just on your, your traps, your, your side delts, and the top of your chest, five pound of new muscular tissue, trust me, that is a transformation. If you just trained legs, Steve, and you put on a half inch on your quads, because 10, 10, 10 pounds is about an inch all over. Five pounds would be a half inch, but it'd be more if you just trained your legs. It would be all on your legs. You'd literally fill out your trousers. Five pounds doesn't sound like a lot, but it really, really is. At, on one cycle, Steve, would be amazing, absolutely amazing. And you've still got the bonus, as I touched on at the beginning, of being that much stronger. Anavar is underrated by users nowadays because we have access to other PEDs, because we have lots of different forms of testosterone we can get hands on and so on and so forth. And if there's any issue apart from those pumps, it's literally that it's an oral. And we know that the toxicity of orals is harder on the body than the toxicity of most injectables. 
And so therefore, you're probably going to want to do a shorter cycle, six, maybe eight weeks. I know some of our uh, uh, fellow podcasters that we, we're friends with talk about four-week goals. I, I, I'm perfectly fine with six to eight weeks, no problem at all. And that, that's the only other issue. I'd actually think it should be more popular than it is because of the lean gains, because it's deadly. I mean, honestly, Steve, 50 milligrams a day, that's only 350 milligrams a week. You don't need to take anything else, and you're still looking at five pounds. That, to me, is one of my favourites. I think, arguably, the only other one, which we've done on other shows, when we talk about the guru PED of choice and doesn't get the ratings, doesn't get the love, doesn't get the feedback that it should is Tyrannobol. And even I think the games would be very, very similar, Steve. The difference between the two is that I think Anavar is more suited to power and Tyrannobol is more suited to athleticism, literally stuff where you're running around the track doing 5K shot, putting javelins and so on and so forth, because that's exactly what it was designed for. So if you guys are active, that would be your choice. If you guys want muscle and strength, Anavar would be the choice. And that's why I rate it so goddamn highly, Steve. I mean, look, tweaking, here's the thing, guys, and this is very simple maths for me, and I, I, I know it can sound complicated, and coaches can make it sound complicated. But just as an example with the diet, if X is 3,000 calories a day, and X keeps you where you are right now, and you go on an Anavar cycle, and you gain five pounds, and you start eating, for example, another three to 400 calories a day. So X suddenly becomes 3,400 instead of 3,000. A lot of people lose their gains because they go back to the original 3,000. And you, your body's got no reason to keep it. You haven't changed your training. You haven't changed your diet. But if you gained five or six pounds and you want to keep four or five pounds, you need to be somewhere in the middle. It can't be the same 3,000 calories. It needs to be a little bit more. It might be a couple of hundred, might be 300, might be 400 calories a day, but it needs to be more to support the tissue that you gain. And again, Anavar gains are, in my opinion, Steve, way more capable, which means you, they stay, they're permanent compared to, say, wet gains. A lot easier to tweak. Five pounds is not a lot of extra calories per day for you to eat. 400, 500 maximum, probably slightly less, but 400 just for safety's sake. And training wouldn't be, need to be absolutely crazy. I, I've done it against Steve where um, if my bench press was 100 kilos, 220 pounds, and I went up to 120 kilos on cycle using Anavar, I would want my new number coming off the cycle when I lose that Anavar strength to be 105 kilos, 231 pounds. It's just as simple as that. Coaches and, and online gurus and whatever else can make it sound more complicated. It gets worse if you change your training completely and all that kind of stuff. But it's as simple as that. Simple manipulation of the diet a little bit and simple manipulation of by 3, 4, 5% of your new base numbers on your training and you're going to keep as much as you possibly can subject to your genetics as you will after doing an anavar cycle. Again, for me, this is something it should be more rated higher than it is, Steve. What do you think on that one? Um, yeah, I mean, look, like I said, I think you'll get some really good results. The key with Anavar, if you want to bulk on it, I think, is stacking. So I want to kind of get into some stacking ideas. Because if you run it solo, you're not going to get the best bulking potential out of it. But stacked, oh my gosh, you can get some really good results. 
some of my actually I hit a personal record with Anabar stacking it with Trend, believe it or not. Okay. So what I yeah, so I stacked, I did like 250, 300 milligrams of trend a week. And I use Anovar with it about 40, 50 milligrams a day. And I not only hit personal records in strength, but I also hit personal records in body weight. So I was bulked up and it wasn't water either. It was just pure size. So I got huge on that stack. The most huge I've ever gotten, the most strong I've ever gotten on that stack. So absolutely, if you stack Anovar properly, you could definitely bulk up on it. And part of it too is, is your weight trading style. You know, if you're going in there and you're going heavy and you're doing, you know, three to five rep range, um, you know, that's going to force muscle growth. That's going to force the muscle to grow. That's going to force the bulking to happen. Another steroid you could stack with it would be testosterone. You could stack 500 milligrams of testosterone with 50 milligrams a day anavar. Boom. And you could run a light AI with it. That's another good one that you can bulk with. So Anovar works really good. One of the good things about Anovar, and we see this, someone just posted blog work today, by the way, and they were using Anovar, and they posted their sex hormone binding globulin numbers, SHBG. And guess what? So what I've been you know, saying, their SHBG and their blood work was low. And they wanted to know, hey, what's going on here? Why is my SHBG low? Shouldn't that be high on steroids? No, you want it to be low. And Innovar does a really good job of binding to SHBG. So SHBG actually is kind of a survival mechanism in the body, and it prevents you from building too much strength, and it prevents you from building too much muscle, and it prevents you from getting too big. So when you lower the SHBG, it kind of it's like opening a dam and letting that water just rush through and 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 allowing you to break down barriers and break down walls and get bigger. So I have a lot of respect for what Anovar does in that respect as well. And that's part of the reason, too. You can absolutely bulk on it. So you can stack DECA with it. That's another good one that you can stack with. Why? Because DECA is really good for appetite. So you can use the Anovar with DECA and stack them really good together. So those are another good option. <clears throat> the last one I'm going to mention, must before I bring you in to talk about your favorite stacks, is D-Bowl. You can stack 25 milligrams of Anavar or even 50 milligrams of Anavar if you want with a little bit of D-Bowl, maybe 10 milligrams, 20 milligrams of D-Bowl. And you get a nice little synergetic effect of stacking a wet compound and a dry compound. And you won't get crazy water retention either because that Anavar is kind of, kind of, kind of offset what's going on with the D-Bowl in terms of aromatization. So you can kind of adjust your D-Bowl dose up or down as you please, since that's just a short half-life that keeps the flexibility up. Those are some good options when it comes to bulking. And, uh, you know, I'm going to let you, um, mobster, come in, but also when it comes to your food, good quality, nutritious food, muscle building food, that's going to be the key to bulking properly when it comes to bulking on Anavar. But absolutely, you can make Anavar a great bulker. I've done it myself. You just got to understand, like I said earlier in the podcast, you're not going to put on 15, 20 pounds of water. So if that's what you're looking for, then Anavar isn't going to be the one to pick. Go ahead and pick something else. Go with D-Bowl, lots of D-Bowl, 50 milligrams a day of D-Bowl, if that, that's what you want. But if you want good, clean bulking, then Anavar is a really, really good one. So I'm sure touch on all that, a couple minutes, and then, yeah. 
Yeah, I just think, Steve, for example, let, let's do the Debo Anavar cycle. Um, I would moderate my Debo down from 30, 40 just to, to 30, and I'd probably take the Anavar down as well. But that combination of sick fucking pumps, because we know that you get some nice pumps, especially if you're new to it on, on Debo. And we know that also there's an argument to be made for the quote-unquote sense of well-being that Debo gives you. And if the sick bastard kind of awful sometimes pumps on Anavar slightly mitigated by bringing it down from his solo dosage of 50 milligrams to 30 milligrams and the two things together is only going to be it'll still be under 400 milligrams a week total 360 380 whatever it is would be amazing the pumps I might even do that Steve I might even run maybe I've got other ideas for for the next cycle that I want to do which is probably going to be Anavar but what the hell, man? Just those two together at 30 milligrams. I can't imagine, especially if you're bodybuilding and not strength training like I do, the pumps are going to be, it's going to be like an experiment, Steve. Can I handle the pumps or can't I? Oh my God, my arms are too, they're too, too swollen. Yeah, I mean, another one that Steve mentioned already, and actually probably more lean slash keepable dry would be a low dose testosterone. You notice when Steve talks about the dosages, None of the numbers are crazy fucking high, Steve. Then none of them are, are stupidly, you know, you don't, you're not doing a mega cycle. You're not doing a pro cycle. We're not talking about crazy numbers. I, I absolutely love the simple fact. I mean, we, we talk about this on a podcast all the time. We take a sort of moderate slash sensible approach to our dosing. We occasionally on our shows talk about the fucked up stuff that some competitors have done, death cycles and all those kind of things. And, and we get into the numbers and it's absolutely what the hell. But for the most part, we try to talk about what works, what doesn't work for every individual listener that's listening to the show, the average show that wants to gain muscle. And for me, uh, the testosterone, that Steve said earlier on, uh, doesn't work for me, so I would probably go with something else. But in Anfake will be absolutely fine for most of the listeners. And again, maximum, I think in this example, will be somewhere between three and 500 milligrams a week with, again, I would probably tweak the, the Anavar down again to 30 milligrams a day from its solo of 50. And the combination of those two things together, if you can't get with proper good nutrition, and I will talk about Dirty Bogan very quickly, four or five pounds on that cycle, then then we probably want to see some bloods. We probably want to look at your nutrition and training. Right, Dirty Bogan versus Clean Bogan very, very quickly before we finish. Right, so the if it fits your macros, eat what Scott hasn't got a pulse anymore, it's all well and good. It's fun. I, I, I can eat like a pig if I absolutely want to, Steve. But the truth of the matter is, I would prefer for keepable, clean gains, muscular gains, stuff that you can see not covered with a layer of powder water, that you keep your diet natural. You keep your diet clean. There's got to be some vegetableness. Definitely good organic vegetables, eggs, organically fed on grass, free range, etc. Same thing with any other kind of meats, etc. in your diet. And honestly, guys, one more small meal a day, and it doesn't sound like much, and it will vary from one person to the next, is sufficient for you in an eight-week cycle to gain four or five pounds, and a lot easier just to eat that after the cycle and keep those gains. Again, nutritionists make a living from making some of these things sound complicated. You might have specific nutritional things, requirements. You might have a medical condition. 
But if you're an average Joe, it is a, the equivalent of a small, clean meal on top of your other clean meals. Let's say you're eating three square a day. One healthy snack. A, 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 honestly, I'd even go so far as a, a healthy sandwich, Steve. But I prefer you a little bit more vegetables, a little bit more meat, a little bit more protein on your plate as an additional meal. And that would probably be, be more than enough to help you keep the gains. Let us know what you think about Anavar for bulking, guys. Have you done it? Have you got any experience of it? We want to hear your comments. Please note, we are not doctors and opinions are ours. It's our view based on our experience and views on the topic. A podcast of informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment apply.